0: Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello
1: everyone, welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. Thank you for joining us today. I am Paula Vale, your host, and today our episode is Reflexology for Better Health, and my guest today is Linda Frank. She is a state and national board certified reflexologist and owner of Head to Heel Reflexology for Better Health in Washington State. She was licensed in New York as a massage therapist in 1981 and later certified in Chin Shin Do, Body Mind Acupressure and Second Degree Reiki. In 2014 Linda graduated from the Seattle Reflexology and Massage Center and she continues postgraduate reflexology training with several of the world's leading reflexologists. One of Linda's goals is to help reflexology become as widely known respected, and utilized within the American healthcare system as some of the other complementary and alternative integrative medicine modalities, such as acupuncture, therapeutic massage, and chiropractic. Linda, thank you for joining us today.
2: I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show, Paula.
1: Oh, we are honored. Thank you so much. Well, let's begin... Tell our listeners a little bit about Linda, about you, about your history.
0: Okay.
2: I was an advertising account executive in New York City. My client was Rodale Press. They are the publishers of Prevention Magazine and Organic Gardening and Farming Magazine and an entire series of books. In fact, it was reading one of their books called Working for Yourself that inspired me to look at going into therapeutic massage as a career and working for myself. But while I was still at the ad agency, um, Prevention Magazine came out with an article about reflexology, about a young woman whose name is Laura Norman. And um, and I found that article quite interesting. I'd never heard of reflexology before. And several months later, when I made the decision to leave advertising and go to massage school, I studied at the Swedish Institute in New York City. Uh, Laura Norman, the reflexologist, was one of my classmates. So she had been doing reflexology for about 10 years, and the state required her to have a massage license, a license to touch. And so, um, so Laura introduced me further to reflexology, and in fact, she asked me if I would come and work with her, Um, but I wanted to do full body massage, and so um, I went my way, and she continued with reflexology and continued to teach, and many, many, many students, and um, ultimately, and I'll tell that story a little later, uh, worked on Regis Philbin, the host of the Today Show, um, Fine. and so, um, so I was a licensed massage therapist in New York for about 12 years. And then, um, as you read from my bio, I studied Jin Shindo body, mind, acupressure, and I studied Shiatsu and many, many modalities, Kripalu yoga, um, neuro-linguistic programming. I studied Hawaiian Huna. I began to see as I did body work that, um, it was not just working with the physical aspects of dis-ease, um, that there were psychological components. And so then I dabbled and studied a lot of uh, different psychological modalities and then began to see, well, it's not just body and mind, it's also body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. And so I um, delved into Taoism and Judaism and um, a variety of um, religious teachings, readings, um, and services. And um, and so it was really a wonderful journey to um, approach wellness from body, mind, spirit. Um, and then I changed careers and went into the publishing world and and sales and did that for about a decade and a half. And for the past five years or so, I've thought about reflexology a lot. I had studied reflexology back in the 1980s as a massage therapist weekend course and got the map and I integrated it into my massage sessions as many some massage um, practitioners do that they get a course now typically a couple of hours of um, introduction to reflexology in their massage training and so um, I just would integrate it and notice how people really liked it so I've thought for the past five years or so gee I miss doing one-on-one hands-on work. And I think I would like to do reflexology. And so I called the state um, in 2014 to find out what it would take for me. I had given up my massage license when I changed careers back in the 1990s. And so um, they said, well, we have a new certification for reflexologists. Because there was so much um, human trafficking actually into these foot massage parlors um, in the strip malls that are very plentiful all across the United States, but especially in Washington, California, Arizona, the border states, um, and especially the ones with ports like Washington. So they created a brand new certification because um, reflexology was being used as a way for people to skirt massage laws. um, And people were practicing without a license and in some cases without training. And again, some... Places were um, trafficking in workers, and then also um, engaging in prostitution and other illegal I did behaviors. Not yeah, that. yeah. No, I so did not. kudos to our Le- Washington State Legislature. Yes. We are one of four states now in the United States that regulates reflexology.
1: Oh, that is wonderful news! Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Washington. Well, Linda, for those listeners who really have no idea what is reflexology. Tell us, what is it?
2: Um, Reflexology is um, based on the belief that there are mini-maps or microcosms of the human body on the feet, the hands, the ears, outer ears, and the face. Um, My scope of practice here in Washington State, reflexologists um, cannot work on the face, so we only work on the feet, the hands, and the outer ears. And by applying alternating pressure... To the points on these mini maps, um, we send a message to the brain, and the brain then sends a message back out to that body part. Wow. And so there are a number of um, theories, hypotheses, and theories as to how reflexology works. Some of it is mechanical, like that, like through working through the nervous system. I think that's perhaps the most commonly um, accepted explanation for how it works. Um, but there are others. There's an electrical system in the body being um, that also um, is activated. There are the acupressure meridians um, that sometimes you know come into play. Um, and there's something called substance P, which um, is uh, for pain. And it's a, a neuropeptide that the body seems to package up and, and put anxiety and stress and pain and make deposits in the body. So sometimes we're actually breaking up that substance P and helping the body eliminate it. Um, There was an older hypothesis that um, there were little crystals that would develop, especially Mm -hmm. in the feet, because gravity would pull them down um, into the feet and that when you break them up, then you help circulation. So um, primarily reflexology, it's very relaxing Um, for a lot of people and we know that um, 75 it's estimated that 75 to 80 percent of visits to doctors is stress related so the reduction of stress in and of itself has a great therapeutic value Um, and then reflexology increases circulation and that's been documented scientifically Um, it also soothes the nervous system so there are um, several ways in which reflexology helps
1: that is fantastic. I know personally, for me, when I receive reflexology treatments, I sleep so well.
0: Oh, sleep that night, so well. yeah, yes, yeah, yes. exactly.
2: Yeah, um, there's um, something called the um, autonomic nervous system that has um, two aspects to it. There's the fight or flight uh-huh. sympathetic nervous system. So when we are busy all day, our adrenal glands are pumping out adrenaline. We're in fight or flight mode. We're um, um, the blood is going out to the muscles and um, and then the parasympathetic nervous system um, is what reflexology helps to um, blossom, so to speak. And so we go into what they call rest and digest. And so our body is able to sort of recuperate and do its job and balance. Basically, right. we say reflexology does its helping work um, by helping the body to do what it does naturally, yes. to balance out, to reach homeostasis, to sort of take that
1: ah, that yes. nice deep breath. Because yeah. in that relax and relaxation stage, our body can do so much for itself. Exactly. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's
2: why sleep is so important. Yeah. Because it's the body's opportunity to do a lot of reparation, a lot of repair. Yes.
1: And that is something that Reiki has in common with that, because Reiki brings relaxation. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. they are partners for, you know, the same motive.
2: Exactly. And they're partners in the way also of touch. I know Reiki is sometimes hands-off, mm-hmm. hands-above, um, but a lot of times Reiki is hands-on. And I don't think we could ever underestimate the therapeutic value of touch. Yes. In fact, there was a... a Study done um, of reflexology for cancer patients and um, lay practitioner touch, foot massage, Yes, taught by the reflexologist. And the foot massage, um, had as good a result as the reflexology in this particular study. And there's a hypothesis, a thought that they, um, when the reflexologist taught the massage, you know, those points are getting worked anyway on yes. the map, yes. the, the critical points. Um, but um, if therapeutic touch is just so therapeutic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. And aren't there various things that, we can learn or be advised to, you know, just in working our, our fingers and our hands on our own and our ears, just little pointers we can get to do a little bit for ourselves as well.
2: Absolutely. And I that's a, a large part of what I encourage my clients to do. I give them a reflexology hand map postcard and a little ball and then I have some rings that also can work the the neck reflexes and the head reflexes which are in the fingers and the toes Um, but the hands are more accessible for self um, reflexology for a lot of people who aren't comfortable getting their feet up into their lap and the ears are very powerful so the ear points are um Largely based, there are two sets of points. One is a set of Chinese points that um, correlates to the acupuncture system, and the other are were mapped by in the 1950s by a French physician, Noget. Who, um, who noticed that a lot of his clients patients had a scar in their ear, and it turned out they were being treated by someone for um, sciatica. And so he started to experiment with the points in the ears. So there's a, he mapped points a little bit differently in some places, like the hips and the knees um, than the Chinese system. And so if someone has knee problems and I'm working their ears, I will try one set of points, and if those points are not responding, Not um, sensitive necessarily Then I'll go to the European set of points Um, But the ears are very powerful For people to work on themselves too And very
1: accessible That is amazing So if we find a spot That is quote weak And does need some work Is it that we find that that's a tender area?
2: Oftentimes, the points that are tender indicate where more work needs to be done. Um, There's a Spanish doctor, Dr. Manzanares, who, um, who has been using reflexology in his medical practice for 35 years, and some of his patients, medical patients, let him take biopsies of the foot tissue where the reflexes were very sensitive that he knew correlated to their medical problems. And he found that the body had laid down thousands of new nerve fibers in areas that are sensitive. So I interpret that. I'm going to study with him in November in Chicago, and I'm really looking forward to hearing his interpretation, but mine is sort of that the body's waving its hands wildly, saying, over here, over here, I need some stimulation over here. Help me get some some stimulation and a message to the brain so that they can send the brain can send some healing energy down to, to this part of my body. Um, so it goes from like 8% nerve tissue to 42% yes. nerve tissue on those sensitive reflexes. It's quite remarkable. That is yeah.
1: amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to ride the balance in my sessions between, um, having people be attentive and telling me where yes. the points are very painful and then letting me know as I hold them, are they subsiding? Are they going down from a four to a three or a three to a two? But also then allowing someone to drift into that very deep, relaxative state. So yes. it's riding that balance between um, the therapeutic and the relaxative therapeutic values oh, in the session. Yeah. That is, And I try to – 60 seconds is typical and the feet are the – a map that is most widely worked on but um, I try to incorporate um, also some of the hand points and some of the ear points to support the work on the feet um, at some sessions then um, if someone's got particular problems that we're trying to work mm-hmm. on we can go to 75 minutes or 90 minute sessions yes yeah, oh,
1: yeah. that is just amazing oh my goodness Well, we are going to take a moment here for a message, everyone, and we will be right back with Linda. Thank you. Thank you, Linda.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello everyone, welcome
1: back. Paula here with Linda Frank and she is sharing some of her extensive knowledge on reflexology and the workings of our body. It's just so, it's just so awesome. It's just so wonderful to, to hear this type of information. I get so excited. And Linda, I am just loving this. And I, I would like to ask you about inducing labor. I have been told that reflexology can be used if someone is overdue or, you know, ready to have the baby, that reflexology can help trigger that naturally and just smoothly. Tell us about that.
2: Well, I had heard about <laughs> that also, and I have some of my teachers at Seattle Reflexology and Massage Center have um, worked with um, women who are overdue and, and um, to help uh, labor along. And I got a call uh, one Saturday morning about two months ago from a woman who said, I'm at 42 weeks and if I go to 43, my doctor will make me have the baby in the hospital. And she said, I want to have the baby at home. I have the birthing tub and my daughter will be here and my husband will be here and I have a midwife and, um, and a doula and I want to have the baby at home. So can reflexology help? She said, I had several other things um, to try to help the labor along and none of them worked. So um, she said, I want to try reflexology, so I um, I scheduled the appointment for Monday, and then I called her back and I said, "You want this baby out? I'm going to. How about Sunday morning? I'll be there at eight a.m." So, um, I brought my zero gravity chair because for a pregnant woman, it's much easier to rather than lying flat on a massage table. We have these wonderful La Fuma um, zero gravity chairs that raise the feet high enough so that you can work on the feet, but it's comfortable enough that there's not pressure being put on you know, the, um, the A-order or the vena yes. cava and, and um, makes it very comfortable for the recipient of a pregnant woman. Um, and so I did the session with her and um, and left her with some points that she could work for herself. And um, she texted me that afternoon and she said, my water just broke in the parking lot of Fred Meyer. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but as I, you know, as I say, I, I think that the acupuncture and the massage and the chiropractic all laid the path for, you know, a lot of these, um, what they call CAMs, the Complementary and Alternative Medicine Modalities. Now they're actually referring to them. The National Institutes of Health um, changed its center from the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine to the National Center for um, Complementary and Integrative Health Modalities because we look at reflexology, chiropractic, acupuncture, naturopathy, not as alternative to... To traditional, those are actually traditional medicines, but to um, modern uh, medical um, practice. And so, but as integrative, there are actually 46. Medical schools in the in the U.S. now Harvard and um, and Tufts and Johns Hopkins and Columbia a lot of the um, very well known and wonderful um, medical schools are teaching integrative medicine and at least familiarizing doctors with these modalities. Oh,
1: I love that. That it, is great. Meeting.
2: It's so important. They yes. have done the New York Times just had an article last week, and the statistics have held since at least the late 1990s, that about 75% of people who use complementary and alternative or integrative modalities don't tell their doctor. And so I think that largely speaks to the fact that a lot of medical, you know, some medical professionals don't understand what these modalities are and how they can assist. But so with the induction of labor, there are some points to help the uterus to contract, um, to stimulate the pituitary gland, to help the oxytocin to flow, which is the nursing hormone, but it also is the hormone that's responsible for contraction. So um, or assists with, and so there are specific points, and then you work some of the acupuncture points, so I had consulted with my instructors that morning, and with um, with Georgie Kutz, who is a reflexologist in uh, Seattle area, who works with, uh, I think she focuses solely on um, fertility, pregnancy, childbirth, um, uh, reflexology, so consulted with her, and got all the points. And then uh, Lisa Henson, uh, Lisa um, Dowling, uh, one of my instructors, also gave me some tips and said her water broke five hours after she had reflexology and her lie. client a half hour after she walked out the door. So, And this was great. My, uh, my client had two-hour labor with 10 minutes of pushing, she said, oh and my a nine-pound, 10-ounce baby boy and sent me the picture from the birthing tub. It was really thrilling it's yeah when you get you get clients like that and you get you know where someone I've just texted me and said I haven't felt this good in months after her
1: session on Saturday and she said actually it might be years since I oh, felt this good it's very rewarding that's so rewarding yeah. well tell us a few other stories or just some of the other benefits of reflexology that listeners may not be aware of that they can receive through this.
2: on my website, I have links to some of the pages about the many hundreds, literally hundreds of studies. Now, some of them, I would say the majority of them are not scientifically designed where the medical community would look at them and say, that's a viable study. They either didn't have control groups or something was, you know, it's hard to measure these kinds of things. So they're largely what I call anecdotal, where someone says going into a series of 10 reflexology sessions, you know, I have migraines, I have shoulder pain, I have whatever, it's on a scale of 1 to 10, it's 10, you know, most of the time. And then when they finish the 10 sessions, they say my pain is non-existent, or my pain is at 2, or my pain. So there are um, some really profound studies that, um, that for, for everything from asthma, to prostate problems, to sciatica, to you name it, Um, there's probably a reflexology study for that. So I have those links on my website, which is um, www.reflexologyforbetterhealth.com. And um, on the About Reflexology page, I have links to several of those. Um, There was a study done pretty recently in the United Kingdom on reflexology for pain. And that was a scientifically designed study. So they had a TENS unit, which is the electrical um, stimulation um, to cut a pain cycle, and um, and they Im- had people immerse their hands in cold water. That was the kind of pain that they induced because it's sort of a benign kind of pain. Oh, yes. And they found that reflexology, um, people could endure pain longer, and it um, cut the intensity of pain relative to the TENS unit yes. and the placebo. So, um, so there's that study. Uh, there's another study done by Dr. Gwen Wyatt. Um, for the National Institutes of Health um, on with cancer patients, and um, and that determination was. Um that there was a significant di- a reduction of dyspnea, the difficulty breathing, and an increase in the quality of life, which is basically what you can look for, um, you know, for breast cancer patients. It's not like you're going to cure patient cancer, but you are helping the patient to cope the with symptoms, yes. the symptoms. Um, so, yes. yeah. Uh,
1: so if, say, someone has an injury, let's say a surgery on a shoulder or, you know, a broken foot, they can go and receive reflexology just right to battle that pain. That they
2: Absolutely, and there is a hypothesis that reflexology actually does release endorphins, which help to um, to quell pain mm-hmm. and um, and increase the circulation. So, in cases where you can't actually work on something, somebody has a hip replacement, you're not going to go in and do um, you know heavy manipulation and um, of that body area, you can work it through the feet reflexively, which that is wonderful. Is and awesome. we work with the internal organs, which is pretty
1: fabulous. That so, that amazes me how it can affect the internal organs and work with them.
0: Yeah,
1: It's basically body communication.
0: It is. is. I look
1: called. at it as, um, in some
2: cases, developing a new um, dialogue between the brain and the body part. Um, And so, and some of it, and I'm not sure how that I would have time to articulate it, nor that I could, um, is embryological development. So dermatomes. So the way in which the body develops, in fact, the ear reflexes, it's an upside down fetus in the ear is how you, yeah, so the lobe, the ear lobe is the head. And so then you just think of a fetus curled up, and that's how you find the reflexes in the ear. Um, And so when you stimulate points on the skin, um, we already know that there is a connection through the traditional dermatomes. Also, all physicians study the homunculus in the brain when they're in medical school. And and it's called the mini-man. And Mm -hmm. the large areas are the feet the hands they take up an extraordinary because they are they have a large amount of innervation they have a large amount of nerves so it's it's so exciting for me and when I got to go back I was so glad that I gave up my massage license because I could have hung up a shingle and said I do reflexology I took the workshop the weekend and I have the map and I used it some Um, but because I had given up my massage license I had to retrain for the reflexology it was 200 hours required I ended up Uh, graduating at the highest level. So I got 240 hours and by now I'm over 300 hours. And I'm so glad that I did because um, the nuances of this um, modality are so profound. And when I took my advanced class with Lisa Hensel, who's the owner of Seattle Reflexology Massage Center, and she was teaching us some moves on the feet. And I remember doing those When I was a massage practitioner. So little going in between the vertebrae. And so there's the vertebrae on the feet are on the inside arch. And so she was doing this little circle movement and then pulling her hand up. And all of a sudden, my whole massage career just sort of came telescoping Ah. in to working on this little micro level in the feet and and doing these little, almost like you could picture massaging someone's shoulders, you know, going in between the toes, especially toward the outer part of the foot, which is where the shoulder reflexes are. Well, actually more like, well, it's pretty much across actually from the second toe out Um, and at the, you know, at the base of the toes. So um, I fell in love with reflexology. If I had had any idea how powerful it is, when I was studying in massage school, I would have taken Laura Norman up on her offer to work with her doing reflexology. But I didn't know then, and everything in its own time. But I... It's
1: like accessing through a different doorway yeah. but it's so powerful
2: yeah the body is so brilliant I mean Uh we have all these ways to access that if one system's down there's another way in it is so Uh fabulous that's why I don't ever poo-poo any of the you know it's Mm -hmm. like um, again for somebody um, acupuncture might work best for them for somebody else the touch aspect and having the reflexology for someone else reiki and working on an energetic level predominantly i won't yes. say only ever yes. because we're you know pretty much it working all those layers goes together yeah it yes. does and the intention of the practitioner is very important
1: oh yes
2: so that you really are calling energy to move into a place mm-hmm. i right? you know, fully believe that molecules respond to thought, to intention, and that certainly we see through religious traditions, the power of prayer across the eons. And mm-hmm. so something's going on, and yes. we might not be able to articulate it, but um, it's there, and the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, and when you get results. But I, it, every day I'm in awe of reflexology. You know, I'll be working someone's ear, and I, I watched one client sort of rotate her wrist around, and she said, Oh, my goodness, my wrist pain is gone. And I was working on the wrist point. And another client, I think I was we were working on hip reflexes, but I ended up slipping down to knee or up in the ear to knee reflex. And I said, hmm, you know, you can just feel a little bit of a difference in the density of the tissue. And I love working on the ears because you can, um, you can, and the client oftentimes can feel such a a vast difference from one side to the other. So so the ears, when you work the ears, and you're holding both ears at the same time, and let's say someone, so in this one particular client, um, I said, hmm, this knee area? you got any knee stuff going on she said yes my left knee is hurting me but I didn't tell you because it wasn't the primary thing that I was coming for but I could feel such a difference in the density of the tissue you know a slight difference but she could also feel the difference and sometimes wow. people will say you know this one feels sharp and this one just feels dull or dense or you know that one's painful so I like the, the ears um, in some ways because of that feedback that immediate feedback we were typically the feet one at a time so yes. it, you don't get that comparison
1: necessarily. so a question with the feet because you have the left and the right is each foot going to the same place like the right foot and the left foot you could work on a particular organ or is one foot assigned to certain great parts, question the other yeah i'm curious great question <laughs> so typically
2: um the re, the Organs on the left side of the body, like the stomach and the pancreas and the spleen, will be reflected in the left foot. And the organs on the right side of the body, the liver, the gallbladder, will be reflected on the right foot. Some people are contralateral, very small percentage of the really? population. Really? Meaning you could find their yes. liver reflex on the left foot. Wow. But, um, but there's also bilaterality, meaning if someone um, has a, a knee problem, uh, their left knee is problematic even when you work the right knee point that's a referral area and the and then the elbows are also referrals for the knees the hips for the shoulders so you have again all these ways to access all these supportive systems in addition to the primary reflexes and so maybe after the break i can talk a little bit about the history which is fascinating because a lot of people think um, that reflexology comes out of the chinese system but as we practice it here in the u.s and in europe it actually originated in the u.s medical system at the turn of the 20th century
1: excellent oh i i can't wait to hear more about that we will do that in the next segment so everyone don't go away we are going to go back to commercial but we'll be right back with linda thank you linda thank you (laughs) this is great
2: your life your health your network you're listening to
3: voice america health and wellness Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife
0: and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com.
2: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. And Paula here again with Linda. And oh, my gosh, I'm having so much fun. So, with this, and so is Linda. And we're hoping everyone out there listening is having fun as well. Let's have a fun day. (laughs) This information is fantastic. Tell us a little more about the history of reflexology because I'm sure there's so many things that we're not aware of in just everyday life.
2: Okay. Well, um, there is a hieroglyph that was found on the physician's tomb in Saqqara, Egypt. Um, you know, from way back when, uh, of two Nubians, dark-skinned people, working the hands and feet of two white-skinned people. So we might, you know, assume that they were pharaohs or something, you know, noblemen. Um, And the inscription on this hieroglyph is, um, please don't hurt me. Uh, And the reply is, I will work to make you proud or something like that it will do you do you justice and so we don't know whether back in ancient Egypt 2,000 years plus years ago um, whether they were actually doing reflexology as we know it but we know that they were working feet and hands Um, but we date our um, tradition back to uh, Dr. Fitzgerald who was an ear nose and throat physician in about 1909 he mapped 10 vertical zones in the body, and so um, 10 across the torso and pelvis, 10 across the head, five in each hand, five in each foot, foot. and so he was using these um, zones for anesthetic purposes and was finding that if you impacted, pressed a point anywhere in the zone, you were could impact the whole zone, so um, a colleague, a student of his actually, um, Dr. Shelby Riley, came along and started to map some horizontal points and put some organs in, some body parts. And it was then a physiotherapist, Eunice Ingham, who worked with Dr. Shelby Riley, who was working with his patients. And she's the one who started to see the map of the human body on the feet. So, you know, it might have been that she had a, one of his patients with stomach problems and she was working the left foot and saw, oh, this is tender in the midsection of the left foot where the stomach is oh that patient had liver problems and she was working the right foot in the midsection and so um began to see wow there is you could literally superimpose the human body over the two feet and find how to work the reflexes and i do want to say to listeners um go cautiously with the maps. You know, the typical map is a foot and it says, you know, here's the pancreas reflex and here's the stomach and here's the heart reflex. And I had a teacher, um, Bill Floco, he has a Academy of Reflexology in Los Angeles. And he's the one who said to my class, Throw away the map, like take it off the wall, because you don't want people lying on the table, looking up at the map and saying, oh, my foot is sensitive in the heart reflex. There must be something wrong with my heart. Yes. Because we're three-dimensional beings, and a lot of organs overlap, and then we have the rib cage, and we have intercostal muscles, and so we have all this other tissue. There's lung tissue in there. I mean, you cannot look at the map, and you cannot find sensitivity in your hand and say, that's it, I have a problem yeah. with my What's liver or my me? stomach yes. or something. Yes. So, whenever people ask me, I sort of say it could be anything within that zone, yes. that vertical zone, it could be anything in the horizontal zone, and it could be anything three dimensionally yes. through. And so, I, I just trust that the body's going to take that energy of the session and do what it needs to do to balance so it takes the pressure off it's like and we can't by law diagnose anyway but i wouldn't want to Yes, right because yeah yes yeah it's just nicer to know that the body's wisdom is going to take the work and do what it will with it Um, So so that's pretty much the history here in the U.S. And then we have people like Laura Norman who has taken it further. Hannah Markhardt is a teacher in Germany who has done amazing things. Lynn Booth is a teacher in the United Kingdom who does vertical reflexology. So let's say you would have someone in a wheelchair or something and you couldn't have them lie down. You couldn't access Uh the bottom of their feet because most of the work is done on the bottom, although we also work the top of the feet as well. And the same thing with the hands working both sides. But um, Lynn does vertical reflexology. And then Inga Dugans is a reflexologist and and reflexology teacher in South Africa. And she does reflexology and integrates it with the acupuncture meridians. So, while the work that we typically do here in the States is not a fit, we might be going over some acupuncture points and certainly touching the meridians as they go through the hands and the feet and the ears. Um, Inga Dugans focuses in on that. So, there's a broad spectrum um, of reflexology applications, but basically, yeah, we go back to Dr. Fitzgerald, 1909, United States.
1: That is Medical awesome. system. And I love that reflexology is all over the world, that it's
3: exactly
1: becoming, I hope, more and more looked at, used, and... In Denmark,
2: and 25% of the people in Denmark use reflexology. Oh, I love So it. I want to see that happen in the United States. And you know, yes. when I was a massage therapist in New York in the ni- early 1980s, massage wasn't even covered by insurance by medical insurance and now it's an acceptable modality they are called health care providers and so i look forward to reflexology yes. moving into that same we're kind of the stepsister the lesser known yes. of the cam modalities the complementary and alternative medicine modalities because
1: really it will save the health Companies' money the insurance companies and it's like that with Reiki I've just had a small percentage of clients over the years that insurance would cover their their Reiki sessions and with the reflexology or Reiki it can increase and boost that person's health and in the long run save the insurance company a lot of money so I really would love to see that Get recognized in the U.S. Exactly, I really would.
2: There's a new book out called "Watch Your Back," and it's all about pain, back pain, and you know what a large industry it is, and how it's still, to a large degree, a mystery in the mainstream medical mm-hmm. field. Um, but if these other modalities work in addressing it, why not utilism? I want to yes. see a reflexologist in every hospital across America where you could go to pediatrics and spend 10 or 15 minutes working with someone. And then you get a call and you go to oncology and then you get a call and you go to podiatry and just to, to kind of float around. In Denmark, they did a lot of the studies come out of Europe. A lot of them come out of China, too. In the U.S., only one study has been published in a U.S. medical journal. And that was Bill Floco and Terry Olson's study on reflexology. For PMS in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, so we've got a long way to go in this yes. country, yeah. but um, in Denmark they did a study. There were um, it was a very small study. Fourteen women couldn't pass the placenta after childbirth, and so while the the um, surgical suite was being prepped for them the reef they had a reflexologist there on site she came in and worked with these women and 11 out of the 14 passed the placenta oh. non-surgically so you know when you have and again that's a small study and yes. some of these other hundreds of studies are small some of them are larger the one that gwen wyatt did with um, breast cancer patients was 385 women at 13 oncology centers across the u.s so some are large and significant but let's not throw away the baby with the bathwater yes. and say well just because it was a small study, it right. means that reflexology isn't significant.
1: So. Yeah. so where does reflexology come in with working with, with women with breast cancer?
2: Um, in terms of quality of life, mostly. Okay. In terms of also sometimes help with lymphedema, okay.
1: um,
2: you know, if that happens to be a byproduct. Um, and so, um, and also the dyspnea, the trouble breathing, um, yeah.
1: So the dyspnea, would that... Also include perhaps someone with COPD or a lung issue.
2: Could p- potentially, certainly be affected Um By the reflexology again because you're helping the body although sometimes we have points that are symptom you know we treat symptoms so it's not treat but we apply a pressure to an area where there is a symptom basically we're working systemically so we're working just to help the body in the endocrine system in the lymphatic system in the circulatory system and thereby help that uh, approach that symptom
1: because i believe Someone could have a particular symptom, but there could be so many different reasons that that may be happening. Exactly. And so that's where the trust comes in and let exactly. the, the ease and the gain or the healing go to, to the root that is causing that symptom.
2: Exactly. And that's a much healthier approach anyway. In the Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, you would pay your practitioner to keep you well. So, you know, yes. that's a little bit of a 180 degrees. And that
1: isn't that pretty much alternative medicine? The reflexology, the massage, the Reiki, the acupuncture. We can do so much to keep our body well. Well,
2: exactly. Because the more chronic a problem is, the more sessions typically. This is true for chiropractic, for acupuncture, for reflexology, for anything. The the longer... It, it has the pattern has established the more sessions typically it takes to unroll that pattern and create a new one
1: Yes, wonderful, wonderful.
2: Do I have time to tell one more story? Yes. So yes. Laura Norman, whom I mentioned at the at the beginning, who was in my, my massage class and who's been doing reflexology now for forty something years, so she worked on Regis Philbin on the Today Show, the host oh. of the Today Show, and then he had kidney stones, and he's he tells. There's a video on her website that's so adorable. It's a short video, and he's telling his co-host how he his doctors told him it's too big, the kidney stone is too big. You're not going to pass it, Regis. You have to have it surgically removed. So he's up in, I think, Lenox Hill Hospital, and he, he's in a dire pain, and he says, get that lady, he says to his wife, Joy, get that lady who worked on my feet, you know, first he said, Joy, work on my feet, and then he said, that's not what she did, get, get that, that lady. lady, so Laura goes up to the hospital Sunday night, he's due to have the surgery Monday, and um, and he tells the story how she worked on him in there in the hospital, and That morning, they come to take him to the OR, and he says to, I think the guy's name was Jose, the the aide who came in to get him, wait, I have to go one more time, and they give you a metal cup so that you could hear when you pass a stone, and he passed the stone. Oh! And he was on the Today Show that that day, that very day. No surgery. He <sighs> went now. So those, you know, that's a pretty extreme case. Um, yes. But but Laura also had him visualize, you know, that kidney stone just getting smaller and smaller, pulverizing and being small enough to pass. So you know, the engagement of the person so it on actually the people
1: not just move the kidney stone. It decreased its size it's, uh, so
2: that he could pass it because wow. his doctors had said it's totally impassable um and he had other way then he tells the story he had a goiter on his neck and he says i run into laura in his new york accent yes. i can say it because i'm a native <laughs> new yorker <laughs> and then i run into laura i have the big goiter on my neck and then she works on my feet and my goiter goes away it's so it's an oh, adorable man. little video on her website but um she's phenomenal i, I studied hand reflexology with laura and um yeah, she's a, a real powerhouse. But so sometimes there are, you know, cases yes. of things happening in one session, but usually because she had worked on him previously, yes. and, you know, again, she engaged him and the yes. power of his mind. And I want to use that story with caution in terms of that people don't feel badly if they visualize something in their body getting well and it doesn't happen because as in Hawaiian Huna, they teach. um We have patterns, and sometimes they're unconscious patterns and they're inherited patterns. They can be um, from our grandparents. They're patterns that are beyond our awareness. So until we can, you know, either through meditation or sometimes through body work or Reiki, bring them to the surface and recognize that there's a pattern, it can sometimes stop that process from happening. So are these
1: physical or Uh, Emotional or both types of patterns? Yeah, and sometimes
2: energic. Bruce Lipton is an epigeneticist, and he talks about, we used to think it was all about genetics, but um, in quantum physics, the field informs the particle. We are the particle, so to speak. So our environment informs what happens to us, and that can be um, genealogical. It can be, um, you know, biological patterns or house patterns in our household, friends, um, you know, what's in our immediate environment. So the more that we can um, work with that, and sometimes he says sometimes it takes hypnosis because yeah. it's so far out of our awareness. I, so I just don't want people to feel like they can't heal themselves if they try to visualize something yes. and it's not happening, that there are potentially other, so other patterns, patterns that are getting in the way of that.
1: I know in my Reiki and quantum healing training, my belief is our luminous energy field that energy tells our DNA what to do. Yeah. It, it instructs it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just huge. Yeah. It's just huge. Oh, so, um, any, let's see, any other any stories? Last, oh, last little thing you'd like to share? Well,
2: Bill Floco in his class, so he has the Academy of uh, Reflexology in Los Angeles, and um, he was telling us how there was a child with, I think, cerebral palsy. I can't remember exactly which condition, but the child had no bowel or bladder control. And a reflexologist worked with that child for a year. Wow! I don't know the um, frequency of sessions, but after a year, that child gained control. Oh, of now my Now that's life changing, both yes. for the child and for the caretakers. Um, so again, it's sometimes, that's why I like to encourage people to do reflexology on themselves, yeah. to support the work that they're getting from a practitioner and ultimately just be doing sort of maintenance on yes. themselves.
1: And, you know, that is a, a clear example of just what can be possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do these modalities and just be open to the possibility of the health that improvement you can receive
2: exactly and not to substitute for going to
1: a doctor right, you right. know it's not like they if you have a problem
2: together. go see yeah. a reflexologist instead of a doctor no right. go you know find out what's going on but well use said. this as a support system yes. and, and to keep yourself healthy and i have clients who say reflexology feels as relaxing as the full body massage yes. so it's also wonderful
1: yes. oh, <laughs> yeah this yeah. is just fantastic and this I love the information that you've shared, and I just want to say a big thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you again for being able to bring reflexology to your listeners around the world. Um,
1: I am honored to be a vessel for that for you yeah. and Linda and I are so grateful to all of our listeners today in the U.S. and around the world. Thank you for joining us today. And love and hugs and blessings to everyone and to you, Linda.
2: Thank you. Thanks again, Paula. Thank you you all listeners. And there will be a little bit of information about finding a certified reflexologist or a legitimate, well-trained reflexologist.
1: Check out the the show description. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.